0: April thirtieth. Welcome everyone to Living Room Sports Talk. Kira McCauley, Chad Catcherbone. We are live here on Twitch. This is great, Chad. You know, it's it's uh it's been it's been an interesting day. You know, we start we're singing David Bowie right as we're like about to jump on the stream, and you're like, Yo, should we should we keep singing? And I, was, I don't know. We're like trying to go this way, not that way. So you know, you know we're, here we are.
1: Well, uh, we can just we can just say the words. Like, ground control, ground control. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was, I was a- trying to my Yeah, you
0: know, it's it's a great song.
1: It, it is incredible. So, um, right, well, but no, it's going to be a great show. Uh, very excited. got the, uh, last second hat switch from LaSalle. Yeah, tonight. Hey, well,
0: let me ask you something, Chad. Why, uh, why do you have the hat on the LaSalle hat? You're rocking your own motto tonight. Special reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're getting, uh, Joey Farrell on in a couple minutes here should be on by seven oh five, seven ten. 10. Um, he went to LaSalle. Uh, I was, I was friends with, uh, well, I was roommates with two of his friends that uh that went to his high school. So, um known him there for a couple of years, great guy, uh, should be a fun interview.
0: Yeah, and this is what we're diversifying, you know? We're diversifying the show, diversifying our content. We and we need it. We need a, a touch up. And you know, this this could not come at a better time, Chad, because quite frankly, I don't want to watch any more football content. I'm done with it. We've we we you know, I don't know. We went to the Home Depot, we got a shovel, dug six feet in the ground, tossed the Packers in them in April, and I, I'm over it already. So, the fact that we can we can talk about football instead of football, I like I, you know, I love that. Love, love that. All right. So, and I'll say, let me ask you. This. So, Chad, you you guys went to Lasalle together, and, and like, I, I kind of want to know just like watching him, like when you see a special talent like that, like what's it like going to college? You like just see that and like that excellence and stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, we were both around it, quite honestly, um, but. I don't know. I, I kind of go back to Kyle's answer. Um, when we interviewed Kyle about like just meeting like the NFL stars at that level. Um, kind of like when you're just on that level already. Um, I guess meeting people in different sports is, 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 is cool cool. Um, and you definitely recognize their talent, but I wouldn't say it's like, weird going up to them. Like I never had any problems going up to a soccer player um or a basketball player. Uh like No, no, I'm not anything. asking so, if
0: you were starstruck. I'm I'm just saying like like you watch like when you see like that special talent out there though.
1: Oh yeah. I mean you you recognize it right away. Uh no matter if it's your friend, not your friend. Um, but just seeing it more like you can see more when you have more access, right? So um you, you kind of watching them practice more than just seeing the games um you can kind of recognize talent that way too so
0: yeah and this should be fun too because like i feel like and you know be like we've been talking like over the last few years and stuff i felt like it was the last world cup like i really got into it and, yeah. and it's funny because the united states wasn't even in it but you know that's what happens when you know like it's just like you can watch it it's like on it's in the middle of the day like it's it's something to get you through the day but but to that point, no, I think, and then it kind of grew from there. And Joe G is obviously an Arsenal fan. And then Mark became a, you know, an Arsenal fan. And then I jumped on the bus with, with the with the. I you mean, know, I'm also look, 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 I'm trying, dude. Look at that. <laughs> so I got the, I got the Arsenal shirt on. I'm trying my best tonight. Oh, this is gonna be fun. So yeah, so so Joe Farrell will be joining us here in probably the last in the next couple of minutes. And, and then, like I said, this be exciting. You know, um, and, and and if anything, this is one of those interviews that I love these types of interviews because I'm gonna learn a few things. I'm gonna learn today. Like this is exciting. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm, I would say I'm a rookie when it comes to to my soccer knowledge. So I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, I know you like Man U.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of the same way. Um one of the roommates actually uh that I was talking about uh Dan uh he he got me on that that kick. I guess that was my junior year. Um watching Man U waking up 7:30, um watching those games before uh really anything goes on. So, uh that was See, always what... fun.
0: That got me into it too, because it's like, first of all, there's nothing going on like between right before football, right? Like you need something that's not too up, because like right, you're about to go off to war, so like you don't need like you don't need like the headbanging like music, but like you just need you need something that's that's got some some elegance to it, you know? A little did it do like jazz, and I right. feel like, and that's why I love, like, and especially NBC sports networks and like just NBC, obviously their whole presentation, it's great, it's excellent.
1: <laughs> yeah i mean and it's like i feel like it's getting a little bit more popular around here um just being in the philadelphia area you can kind of you know recognize bars that that are are having those events on uh, uh every weekend the so, Irish like, just, there, yeah yeah like, so like, oh yeah it's just, just the name like you gotta know something like that right well, I mean, there's only a couple bars that open up at seven in the morning. So uh, when when you figure out which ones those are, you can kind of pick and choose, them. or not pick and choose, but kind of understand why they're open at that time. Frame. We
0: got see, dude. We got we got Zach kicking off the chat already, and and, and God bless him, by the way. That poor man, like getting a, a work assignment like that, and and you know how badly he wanted to be on the show tonight. And but the fact that he's even chatting and working at the same time—that's a grind. That's oh, yeah. see, that's that's love. That's heart. That's fire right there. And by the way, you like the
1: I got the, the Suns hack. I did I play. did I did like the Suns I didn't even know you had that. Yeah, yeah, I got it actually last year when I was out in Phoenix. Oh I do yeah, I remember you yeah. went to that game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We great gotta great get Mikel fun. on here, man.
0: I know. Yeah, we'll talk to Drew and see if we can get that connected. <laughs> um but no, and that'd be cool. So so a little backdrop on Joe before we get him on the show, right? So so for anyone just jumping on uh, our live stream right now on Twitch. So so Chad, like you said, you went to college with uh with Joe Farrell, who's the defender for the Phoenix Rising, and this is really exciting. So and this is the thing, Chad, I'm very curious to kind of learn a little bit. So he plays in the USF or USL. USFL because of that yeah. uh, old football league. You're right. The USL the United Soccer League. And it's cool because it is connected to the MLS and they're kind of joint up in that. And I'd like to hear more about like kind of what, how you can explain that later on the show. Right. Um, but it's cool. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's right. It's right there in it. And it's the second biggest uh, professional league in North America. So it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, and. We're gonna show his highlights, you know. I'm just, I'll give, I'll give a little graphic just to tease, you know. Well, guess like so We'll have Joe on the show, so yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. And, and like I said, he, um, so like I say plays for the Phoenix
1: Rising as a defender, but but Chad, you know, he can, he can find his way around the net too, you know. Well, yeah, for sure, and it's it's even beyond that, um, just the people he's played with, man. Um, like we we can kind of see it in the MLS, like like Z- came over, and everyone's like, well. Iber Iber, like, that's cool. Um, But, like, we'll we'll learn later on. Uh, He's had a couple very cool teammates uh, of people that that you guys are going to recognize, even if you're just, like, a minimal soccer fan. Um, So I I think it's going to be awesome. And and just learning about how the minor – it's still professional soccer, but just, like, how – how these leagues work in soccer versus you know other sports that it's we have so a better idea different.
0: that's and that's what's so intriguing to me too chad i love how you put it that way too because like right i don't know anything about those circuits like right you you, you know about the whole system right you know about single a double a triple a in baseball you know about the ahl you know about the the canadian hockey leagues and stuff uh, the khl and out in russia nothing we really know about it per se but you know this is gonna be exciting too like i said and, and i love our bradley 43s quotes just saying love first hand interviews with the pros it, it's like a it's like a behind the scene tour. You know what I mean? Like you can step back the curtain and like learn the process, learn how, I mean, cause, cause to your point, Chad, like, right. We both played sports in college and we right we were working up to go pro, but to that point, like we still could see how much work goes into it and the respect that you have to have for, for the folks that, that are going through that process, going through that grind. And I think that's what's so cool about having a guy like Joe on the show tonight. It's going to be really interesting.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you there.
0: I'm glad. No, no, I'm glad. You know, it's funny. I like how you have your LaSalle hat on. You. did you get that after, uh, after you guys went to the little Sweet 16?
1: Did I get it after we went to the Sweet 16? Yeah, I'm just, you know, it yeah. was yeah, that.
0: I remember, remember when uh, Indiana buried us that year?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I was wasn't fun. at LaSalle. I, I actually wasn't at LaSalle oh, that's right. Yet. You're
0: still a senior. It was the year, year,
1: year before. But, uh, um, yeah, so this hat is from, I want to say sophomore year. of of take it in
0: folks get it down sophomore year that's the answer
1: for our trivia show later No,
0: (laughs) um but no you know it's funny and that's another thing that i'm interested to hear from in chad because i'm i'm curious like right obviously you hear about the big five and 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 but it's competitive right like we know like baseball like you don't want to lose those those Philly schools soccer is the same way lacrosse like i want to i want to paint that picture of like what it's like And, and joe's just about to jump on with us now this is exciting Oh, here we go oh yeah All right, we got the great Joe Farrell joining us right now in the, oh, this is great, in the living room. What's going on, gentlemen? Oh, oh, Joe, thanks so much for jumping on board with us, my man. Absolutely, brother, absolutely. I'm excited, looking forward to it. Oh, man, well, well first of all, I gotta, gotta ask you the, the general question, right, you know, to get this thing started. What drew you to soccer, right? We got a million questions about LaSalle, the Big Five, all sorts absolutely. of stuff. Um, what drew me to Soccer. Uh,
2: start with a heavy hitter early, huh? <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm siblings. Uh, I have uh, three older siblings, youngest of four. And when I was born, they were 11 years old, nine years old, and about seven years old. Um, so they were already playing soccer, all this. My dad was a coach at the time. So I'm one years old. I'm a newborn. I'm getting dragged to all of their tournaments. Everywhere, I, everywhere they go, I gotta go. Um, so I, I would wake up from a lot of naps and I'd be at a soccer field. I'd fall asleep in the car, wake up at a soccer field.
0: Uh, <laughs> and I was just kind of from there, it was just kind of with me the rest of my life. So I got to ask you this then. What, what's it like having your dad as your coach and helping you kind of just paint that like way for your, for your career and your siblings too, right? It's, a, it's almost like yeah. ra- you're raised by the whole family.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, it was that was one of the most unique experiences I definitely had um, playing collegiately for my dad. But um, growing up, he was also uh, one of my club coaches as well, so I was used to having him as a coach, um, and I knew I knew that would be fine. Everything would be great on that aspect. Uh, but when I was a junior, senior in high school, I didn't really know if I wanted to go to college, and have a college experience with my dad right there, and and kind of kind of still looking over over me almost like a parent would. Um, but, uh, he kind of sat me down before I started my, um, my recruiting and and my decision-making. Um, and he kind of sat me down and said, Joe, I'd love to have you with us at LaSalle. Um, I think you'd fit in great. I think you'd, you'd enjoy it, but, uh, honestly go, go find what you love and what you want. So, uh, I was actually really, really late in signing my, uh, my intent letter to go to LaSalle, I, uh, I waited until about, it was about February of my senior year. So all my friends are already committed, know where they're going to school. Um, but I was kind of later in the, in the effect of it. But I kind of knew that I had a, a safety net in LaSalle almost, um, which allowed me to go out and kind of explore some other options. Um, so I was close to going to American, actually. That was the one that was, uh, was the closest for me. Um, but I was also looking at, at places like Georgetown and ODU. Um, but uh, eventually I, I ended up picking LaSalle and it was one of the best decisions I personally could have made. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, we were, we were happy to have you over there, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, go, ahead. go on.
2: No, I, I was going to
1: say LaSalle is what you make of it. So
2: I
0: think we had exactly. a good time there and I had a great time. So. And I, you know, I went to, I don't know if Chad, well, you know, it's kind of a behind the wall, but I don't know if Chad mentioned, we, we all have the big five brotherhood tonight. This is great. Mm-hmm. We can, uh, we're going to vent about the Sixers tonight, Joe. You excited about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a big, oh, process, big process guy. Oh, good. All right. So when I hear things like, you know, uh, like Hollis Thompson tonight, like that's going to be fun stuff. Tony yeah. <laughs> game getting passed around a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah we can
0: we can talk a little eagles too whatever you guys need i got it all i love it but um all right so i'll say let's take it back so right you're a philly guy you grew up in the philadelphia area so you played your uh your ball at Wissahickon. and so i guess like paint a picture of like what it was like to play in this area because there's so much for people that maybe are watching on a national scale there's so much rich um just like sports and athleticism like in this southeastern pennsylvania mid-atlantic region so like just the competitiveness and and kind of what it was like to grow up in this area playing the sport Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Philadelphia sports um, definitely re- represents the Philadelphia
2: person as well. Kind of that blue collar, hardworking, um, the, the grind until you, till you get there kind of attitude. Um, so I grew up um, playing club soccer in the area, playing. I played basketball as well. I played lacrosse in high school. Um, so I, I was I was always a three sport athlete. I played a little baseball back in my day too, Little League growing up. So I was always playing three sports growing up and I was just competitive as hell. Um, and that's, that's something that I've been referred to since since then having that Philly attitude, that, that kind of blue collar chip on your shoulder attitude. Um, and I kind of, I really embraced it since, since I moved out to to Arizona. Um, I kind of, I go to work every day, um, and just give it my all every day. And that's kind of, it's, it's earned me a lot of respect out here and kind of, earned me a lot of respect throughout my career so
1: and i'm gonna i'm gonna switch gears on you here for a minute um so for for anyone that doesn't know uh joe plays for the phoenix rising right now um so just what i have gathered from that fan base is they seem to be pretty good um so i want to know we got better fans here or what what do you got out there in phoenix it's
2: a great question it's a great question um I would actually say the Phoenix fans are very, in, in particular, the Phoenix Rising fans are very similar to Philadelphia fans. Um, they're going crazy. Uh, I, I'm sure you guys, uh, Chad, I'm sure you, you've seen a little bit about our Dollar Beer Nights. Um, yeah. Over the last Whoa. couple Hold years, on. And a half years, we've been undefeated on Dollar Beer Nights um, and tallying oh, yeah. like 16-0. Six, and 0. Those nights, our fans are are wild it's it's mayhem it's 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 craziness you'll see bud lights flying in the air just just <laughs> crazy like the bud light just in the
0: air at all times It's funny, um, you guys, we got the chat going crazy saying we need to take a trip to phoenix and, and you know Jude, that's not a stat absolutely. i have on here that you're 16 to zero on beer night that's one dollar mm-hmm. beer night i love that mm-hmm.
2: yeah i was actually uh last year we had uh the Bud the Bud Light night come to one of our games, and they kind of they kind of they kind of filmed a, a advertisement promo that I was a part of um, for Bud Light. So it was kind of like a mockumentary, um, one of like the greatest accomplishments in sports history. Um, and it was going sixteen and zero on dollar beer night.
0: And I guess that's my question. I'm thinking you're living the dream, man. Like that's this is your job. You wake up and that's like. That's we deal with clients. You're dealing with $1 beer night with the fans. Like, I guess, like, what's it like to, that's your lifestyle. And, and I guess, and also what it was it like, I guess, to flip that switch, right. Going from LaSalle to becoming a professional soccer player, getting paid for a living to play the game you love. I have lost him. For did you give, Chad, did you give him your virus with, uh, you know, when everything's <laughs>
1: stolen out? I think I might have. Um yeah. well, we'll
0: no, yeah. we'll work to get that. We'll get Joe back on in a second. It's he's still on with us. We'll 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 work it through. But no, I'll I'll do the chat. And that's the thing. It's interesting with you know. Hold on, can we talk about one dollar beer
1: night? By the way, <laughs> yeah, that's that's incredible in its own right. Um, it reminds me of who was the team? Was it the White Sox or the Cubs that had like the the uh, the five-cent beer night back in the day, and they had to get rid of it because everyone just went crazy.
0: Well, I, I don't know anything about that. I, I just know something about the Phillies having college night for, like, one year, and that was it. It was over. <laughs> I, and I, I remember I was a freshman in high school. We went there we were playing the Brewers. Like, Prince Fielder was the first baseman for the Brewers, um, like, pre-Ryan Braun. And I remember just some guy just, slide, like just running out on the field and sliding headfirst into first base. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, in the middle of the game yeah yeah and then that was i just remember here the next year i was like that's it and we're college night we, can we talk us about and zach's our business guy this is actually unfortunate he's not on i know he's chatting with us right now uh, can, he's the business guy can we like start financing maybe a possible trip to you know uh, you know maybe go to phoenix for a dollar beer night chad let's well, you know obviously once everything's over of course i i kind of lost i got so excited by that i forgot there's a coronavirus out there
1: <laughs> We can uh we can plan it for the summer of 2021. How about that? So to that point, well, all right, so while we're working to get Joe back on, that's actually a really good talking point. I feel
0: like, and I saw your tweet chat, I feel like we kind of seesaw back and forth, back and forth, but like when sports are going to come back. And that was one of my questions I was going to have for Joe. They beat the hell out of the Portland Timbers, uh, like second-tier team. 6-1, that's a great start to the season. You can't do that with that. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's I mean. Exciting. That's
0: a way to start.
1: Well, and they're coming off of uh, they're coming off of a semifinal loss last year, so they were firing off cylinders to to end the year, um, and then just yeah, first game play well, and and just having this happen is is never fun. It's a buzzkill, a little bit of a buzzkill. Right. Speaking of that one dollar beer thing, it's more like you get
0: your second one of those, and then they're just like, ah, we're out of beer. <laughs> that's that's what it's like. Um, but I'll say, and then to that point, Chad, of course, with you being in the base, this is your profession here. I was going to say the Little League World Series just announced that they're canceled, uh, their tournament. And I, you know, let me just spin it to you. I don't, I don't need to give a take. This is your job, this is your livelihood. What do you think about the Little League World Series? Yeah, well, yeah, like just the whole process. And like, because right, I think some people, so so here's set it up for you, like that, like as a person that doesn't maybe know a whole lot about the process, a lot of people are saying, How can you cancel it this early? It's April, and that thing's at the end of August. Well,
1: beyond the Little Leagues in the United States, um, they haven't even started yet, and we don't even know when they're going to start, if they are even going to play. So they would have to get all of their stuff done, which is a Little League season followed by – dude, there's so many different things you have to win. You have to win uh, your district and then a regional and then go to states uh, and win your state, and then that gets you in, right? Right. Uh, So that's just, that's just America. Um, Internationally, like they aren't even specific Little Leagues. Those are just like teams that they build. So if they're not able to build these teams due to coronavirus, where are you going to get the international teams? At that point, it's even literally World Series.
0: Honestly, God, you think about it. I mean, like I didn't even think about the international side of it. I mean, they're just as banged up as we are right here, over here on this side. It's like like everyone's, I mean, to that point, you're right. Isn't that smarter than just to end it?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh at this point in time, um you can't just go on with something just because you know it's gonna, you know, relieve some stress or whatever. Like of anything getting canceled, like let's well, cancel the kids. Let's cancel the kids first before we go on to like the, the, right, the Yeah, older exactly. people that, we, let's, that are yeah, getting paid. Exactly. Getting paid like, let's, to play. So let's
0: keep them safe. For the children. No, I no, I totally agree. I mean, and to that point, it's still Here's where I, I kind of shrug though, because it's like you hear this back and forth now, basketball and hockey, and I guess you know. Here's the other weird part. I kind of was thinking to myself today. I don't know why it just hit me. Right, you hear that? Obviously, basketballs talking about trying to come back. Hockey's trying to talk about finishing their season, and I can't help but think, like, why aren't they kind of both on the same page? Like, like at this yeah. point in time, it doesn't really matter the sport. You're both playing in an arena, like. Right at this point, the only difference is one's on hardwood and one's on ice. Like you know what I mean? Like right? Like the amount of people that would probably be in the building to to work the game, even if it's empty, is probably somewhat synonymous. Right? Like everything else is kind of the same. Like the broadcasting crew,
1: the amount of teams in the Uh, playoffs, like all that stuff. The money. The money is the number one reason why they're not working together. Like for sure, because you think about it, there. With with sports coming back, it's going to be entirely different contracts for the airtime on TV. So, like, you can't. Oh, we just got Joe have... back.
0: There we go. And we're yeah. back. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Oh, I don't Joe, know what happened. Joe, I, fun fact, I've lost power eight times. Eight times. Dude. Yeah. Or at least the Wi-Fi. I? Yeah, yeah. a little Yeah, yeah. A little windy. We don't we don't have that Arizona weather, man.
2: How, <laughs> how nice is that? Look Can look we take a this. detour take a on the interview and take a look out here?
1: Oh, my God. oh, man. About 95 and sunny. Oh, yeah, that's not. That's not us. That's definitely I'm not sweating us. No, I'm
2: sweating over on this side.
0: <laughs> so you need like a manager like someone like turtle to drive you around joe like because i'm, I'm <laughs> <a manager. laughs> i can use as much help as i can get i can use as much help as i can get i'll turn okay. chat over to the keys to the to the hosting here and, and I'll, just, I'll be your turtle <laughs> <laughs> i love it um but say so so i think so the question i was asking right so you make that leap right you go from that that part of, of being paid like you go from playing college ball to being paid it's your profession like you wake up every day and you're pa- you're 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 uh, you're paid to play the game you love like what's that like absolutely well um to be honest with you it's
2: it's freaking tough man it's it's really hard because you have to flip that switch um from my whole life i played the game because i loved it and i just enjoyed it and then you flip that switch to okay now this is my my career like i want this to be my career i need to find ways to make money i need to to feed myself and and i need to be able to to live a sustainable life, and like enjoy my, my social aspects of life as well. So it's, it's flipping that switch and being able to to make it not only your passion, but like your, your career, which is, which is an important part to it as well. Um, And with it, there's a lot of challenges that arise and you got to just remind yourself and stay focused that, okay, I'm not going to quit now. Like I've made it this far. I can I can make it through this this obstacle, and uh, even if you're not playing or or what have you, things aren't going your way. It's to keep grinding every day and just have that mindset that this is my job. I'm going to take it seriously, and I'm going to get better every day. Um, so that that's kind of the thing that uh, that's been pushing me along for the last five years. That's that's a
1: great answer, man. Um, Thanks, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we we've been asking the other people that uh that, that come on our pod uh that are athletes who their favorite um teammate has been both I guess we've been doing growing up and then the team that you play on currently. I kind of think I already know who you're gonna say currently but uh um kind of just who who's who's been your favorite teammate
2: yeah um so uh
1: I had the the opportunity
2: to not only meet a legend but play with a legend for a year and and that's Didier Drogba, a uh, former Chelsea legend and Ivory Coast international and at at his point one of the best players in the in the world. He's a Champions League winner and he was an icon of mine growing up and I actually had the the opportunity my first year in Phoenix to to play with him and learn with him every day and and kind of pick his brain and just kind of be around him honestly uh which was which was the coolest part um so that he was definitely he's definitely one of um he was my favorite teammate of all time for for, uh, for obvious reasons um got star struck the first time i met him but by the end of it we were, we were like brothers um which was awesome i still i'm still in contact with him uh, he's a busy busy man. He's uh, he's been running tons of charity stuff And uh, he's also running for the the president of the Ivory Coast FA. So they're essentially the, the president of their football operations um, He's he's a legend man. He's a king. Uh, one of my first uh, memories with him was the video that I shared with you um, we uh, we I first got out to Phoenix. The Eagles win the Super Bowl. I had a bet. I had a bet with I had a bet with Didier because he's boys with Tom Brady. Um, oh, I had a bet. I, I had a bet that the Eagles were going to win. So I was losing my mind, and I was talking smack to Didier Drogba week one. <laughs> um, but in that, in that preseason, oh man, I was losing my mind. In that preseason, we uh, we had a trip to to Ecuador, um, and it was. Essentially, because a team in Ecuador wanted to to host Didier Drogba, um, so we fly to Ecuador and we probably land at about 3 a.m. and no one stopped us in the Phoenix airport at all. But we land in Ecuador at 3 a.m. and there's probably 200 to 250 screaming Ecuadorians, all with posters, like jerseys, just losing their mind. Um, so this oh my man, God. this man is an icon. Every like. Even, even in America, he, he's well-known, but in the rest of the world, he is an icon. Um, so we, uh, we, we, we stayed in Ecuador. We stayed at their national team facility for, for a week, and it, it ended with um, we, we played a scrimmage in LDU Quito, who was a first-division Ecuadorian team. Uh, we played in their stadium in front of about 20, 25,000 fans. Um, and we go down 2-0 and uh didier scores a free kick in about the 70th minute and then in the 75th gets subbed off gets a a load like a round of applause everyone's going crazy um still down 2-1 um and then in the about the 83rd minute we get a corner kick um and i go up for the corner kick uh teammate serves in a great ball and i head it down past the past the goalkeeper and my first instinct i look to the bench as I'm celebrating, the first person I see is Didier Drogba. And these aren't normal benches that that you'd be used to in a, a soccer stadium in America. These are dugouts because fans in Ecuador are crazy, crazy. So there's fences like 15 feet high dugouts to protect the players. And I score the goal. I look to the bench, Didier jumps out of the dugout, not even on the, not even using the steps, jumps out of the dugout. The first person I see looking at the bench is Didier Drogba. So I hit him with his patented celly, and a knee slide right into my, my one of my heroes, right into his arms. Um, so I got I actually got a tattoo of, this is the Virgin del Quito, which is the a statue of Mary on top of one of the, the tallest mountains in Quito, Ecuador. And the day after the game, we had brunch right in a restaurant right here, right underneath it, overlooking the whole city. And bro, I had goosebumps. From the game See, all the way through that meeting.
1: Oh my god. I'm about to start
2: getting them yeah. like
1: well, <laughs> this is why you're you're such a great guest. You just answered like twenty follow-up questions by yourself. So Yeah, yeah No, I, right? <laughs> yeah, man, I, I I
2: can
1: talk about myself whenever you guys
2: need.
0: <laughs> I'm just like no, i like then, then what happened? Like like did um, Jesus like was he there? Like, like
2: <laughs> it's so, like this. then what happened, uh, we went on to carry on the, the rest of that season and Didier was doing whatever the boys were doing. Uh, I celebrated his 40th birthday with him out a, at a, a, a club, um, which was awesome. But he he was one of the best person, one of the best people I've ever met, not only on the field, but off the field as well, which is, which was amazing. Um, going into it, you meet, you meet a superstar, you meet an icon. You don't know necessarily what they're, they're going to be like, especially he was on our team as part owner and part player. And he was older than the majority of the team, but he was down to hang out with the guys after like, after, after practice, whenever, like whatever was best for the team, he was doing it. Um, he would stay out with some of the younger guys helping them with their technique and stuff after trainings. Um, really, really, if you, if you, if you're watching the, the MJ documentary right now, it's, I, w- I would compare Didier to a very similar personality and kind of mindset and work rate to an MJ or a Kobe. Um, his mindset his mindset is really what separated him apart from from a lot of a lot of other pros in my mind um, just he, he he had this supreme confidence in himself that even if he messed up he would be able to find the way to make it right and and kind of lead through example in the, in that sense um, even at the age of 40 so it was one that was that's these are memories I'm telling
0: my grandchildren when
1: yeah, dude. That's, the time that's perfect.
0: Absolutely, and, yeah. and also, so let me ask you this, Joe. So we're looking at the chat right now, uh, and real quick, I'll just just plug you again, real quick. So Joe Farrell joining us right now, defender for the Phoenix Rising, uh, and, and so and so get back to so our chat wants to know what was the best advice he gave you? uh, oh, the best
2: advice Didier gave me, I wouldn't even really say it was necessarily like spoken advice it was just watching the way he carried himself day in and day out and having time for other people and being being so down to earth even though he's accomplished so much in his life and so much more than anyone in in any room that we would go into or walk into um he would be humble and have a conversation with anyone he was willing to help anyone so having that ability to not only push yourself towards like extreme success, but having that ability to kind of bring others with you is, is kind of the best lesson I learned from Didier. Um, One of the most humble men I've, I've ever had the pleasure of meeting and he's, he's truly a king.
1: Yeah. And then, so moving into, uh, I guess, last year for you guys, you had a, you had a pretty good year. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I, my my question is number one: How is your playoff system um, set up? And just like, what what when you guys lost in the semis, like I'll how many me, games? Let me jump in real stuff. quick because yeah, I'll tell you, yeah, my
0: my question real quick behind that. And I'll tell you, let me just merge it in here with you, Joe. You might actually painting a picture for us to just the USL and like kind of because it was when I was looking at the graphics too, right? The Phoenix Rising and like looking at just all the teams um, in the league, right? There's there's like the the Portland Timbers two, the Philadelphia mm-hmm, Union two. Um, and sorry, not Chad, not to hijack your question That's there, good. obviously the playoffs as well, but just wanted to figure I'd ask you that as well. To yeah, pick yeah up. I'll just
2: give you a quick overview. Um, so the USL is broken into an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference, um, and we'll play uh, in a typical year, not this year, but in a typical year, we'll play um, 34 games, which is every team home and away, um, and there are tons of independent clubs, such as Phoenix Rising and um, Orange County and and, uh, Reno as well but there's there's also these teams that are MLS 2 teams so kind of their reserve teams, um, their youth prospects as well as uh, their first team players that aren't necessarily getting the minutes that they want and and are looking for fitness and sharpness Um, so we'll play all the teams in the Western Conference twice and it's about 34 games a season um, and then the top 8 I think this year they actually extended it to 10, but prior years, it was the top eight from each conference, uh, made the playoffs, and then it culminated with the, the Western Conference champion versus the Eastern Conference champion in the USL Cup. Um, my first year, the year that I played with Didier in Phoenix, um, we, lo- we won the Western Conference in the playoffs. We finished third during the year, but won the playoff system, and we lost in the USL Cup final away at louisville um and then in 2019 which was last year we won the regular season we were regular season champions um we went on a unheard of 20 game win streak which mm-hmm. is in soccer you can draw after 90 minutes if it's tied it's at, both teams get well, one point It's that um, was like a north american record right it was it was a record in north america um and it is it's like 11 in the history of world football so it's just outside the 10 of like the history of world football Um, that's crazy so that was like god (laughs) an insane accomplishment and it was literally like we could be down two goals and only have 20 minutes left and then something would happen we'd score three goals four goals like that and we were just winning no matter what um so we won the the regular season which meant if we were to make it to the USL cup final, we would then host every single game. Um, So we, uh, we unfortunately our 20 game win streak came to an, like a halt at the end of the season with about four games left. Um, We, we then we, we tied the first one Uh, we tied, we lost and then we tied. So we kind of lost that form of like, wow, no one can touch us. We're unbeatable. We kind of lost that and, and had a little bit of a doubt. But then we got in the playoffs as the one seed, a home game, and we won the first round in penalties. I uh, actually took a penalty uh, in the shootout. Um, and then we ended up losing in the second round at home to Real Monarchs, uh, which is Salt Lake City's M-West team. It's their, it's their two club. Um, so they ended up being champions. They won the Western Conference and then won the USL Cup as well. So we lost to the eventual champions. Um, but yeah, that's about it. It's um, it's a thirty-four thirty-four game season, um, followed by a playoff system like like a lot in America, where it's it's one and done. Um, so it's 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 definitely a competitive season, um, and we were proud last year to to win the the regular season because that that was that was a remarkable feat with the twenty game win streak we set. We set the the record in the league four wins, four overall points. We set it for goals, uh, goal differential. So we last year we li- we literally broke just about every record in the USL record books. Um, so we were looking forward to getting started to that this year, getting back to that. And uh, we played one regular season game. We well, trounced uh, them. Right? Yeah, and, and that's yeah, when we, we lost. We won, to uh, we won, you yeah, beat the hell out of them. We won pretty handily. So, <laughs> so we were we were we were ready and feeling good, in um, the. Preseason this year, we actually uh, – so b- living in Arizona, we have such an advantage in our preseason because uh, just like like baseball sp- uh, spring training, teams either go to Florida – MLS teams either go to Florida or Phoenix. So we had the opportunity to play against five MLS teams, first division teams, in the preseason this year, and we, our record was three and two. So we we beat, we beat three MLS teams and lost to two um yeah. i ended up we I have did, to go to a game guys two of the games yeah. that we won i actually i played 90 minutes and i uh i scored a goal as well so i, I was flying i was flying there at the start um but covid kind of struck and we've been here trying our best to stay fit and trying to t- trying to stay isolated as well
1: yeah hey, let J- me at- so so jt uh, he, Kieran's not gonna know who this is jt wants to know how your fade game is
2: oh you kidding me i gave myself a cut just the other day. <laughs> no, I've um, I've been bringing me back to my college days. Uh, I've been starting to cut some of my teammates' hair during quarantine. Um, and I like to say I'm pretty talented. I think uh, <laughs> I, I've been uh, if you if you're staying up on my Instagram story, I've been posting uh some uh, teammates fades and results, and I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Um, yeah. so that could be a that could be a future um. Um, you, you um, gave
0: me you gave me a cut
2: back in yeah, the day. back in the day Los well, our
0: days <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I'll, be, I'll even pull in your uh your handle up give joe Farrell a 15 to follow joe Farrell 15 mm-hmm. underscore there yeah and also oh, I'll tell you, if you're back in the philadelphia area joe I, I would just cut my own hair so and it was after a bad day at work i did the whole like you know just Brittany, you know glass of scotch like the whole thing mm-hmm. um you know no, so i could i could we'll go out there we'll do bo- dollar beer night maybe get a fresh cut yeah, oh, this is. I we really went to to Scottsdale a year ago, so I really yeah. missed this by a year. I'm, I'm, well, I guess maybe not with the virus, but still, you know. <laughs> um, but I'll tell. You, let me ask you this. So you you've been to so many different venues, seen so many different things. What would you say? Was was it Ecuador? What would be the coolest place you played uh, a match at? <sighs> Either Ecuador
2: or um, when I was fourteen, and when I was eighteen, I. Uh, had the opportunity to go and play in a tournament in Italy both times so when I was 14 I went to Milan and played in a a tournament in Milan and then at 18 I went and played in a tournament in Rome so travel wise I mean I haven't really been anywhere without soccer so uh, I'm grateful for the game because it's allowed me to go to so many beautiful places in our country but also outside of our country as well
0: and this is a great question. So I'm looking at the chat. Uh, G McCrone has this one. He wants to know, what was the altitude like playing in a place like Ecuador? It was tough, man. It was
2: tough. Uh, I forget the exact height, but it was way up there and you could, you could feel it. Um, thankfully though, we, uh, we got in a week beforehand. So uh, whenever you're playing in, in, in altitude like that, you either want to show up like a week beforehand so you can get adjusted to it. And that way you get the fatigue out within the first three days um, and you kind of acclimate to the, the, the environment. Um, or you want to show up like a day in advance so that you don't have the fatigue of the, the, the few days before of like adjusting to it. And th- that's really the way that you're supposed to, to travel into altitude and stuff like that. Uh, so we showed up a week before, um, had training sessions and got the fatigue out of the way. Um, but it was still one, like a game night in that altitude. It was still, uh, it was, it was insane, man. Five, 10 minutes in, you're breathing like, like you've never breathed before. <laughs> I so guess, I guess kind of it, it was unique. <laughs> it was unique. Not quite as hot as Phoenix, Arizona, but, uh, yeah. the altitude, the altitude definitely caused some issues. Thankfully, that's, that's where I was going to go. Okay. A lot people, most people played like 45 minutes or so. So I only played the second 45. Um, but I was winded at the end of it, <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: I guess along those same lines though, is like moving from, from Philly to Arizona, do you have to really adjust to that too? Cause the heat and, and, uh, humidity over there is just a lot different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: a, uh, it's a, it's a much different climate. Um, definitely dating back to my first year moving out here, it was a shock for at least the first month or two months, um, the summer months as well. Um, but. Being that we train in it um, just about five days a week for nine months or, or 10 months, we we get acclimated to it pretty well. Um, and it's, for me, it's, it's a much better heat to play in Phoenix, Arizona, than let's say Houston or Miami or Orlando. Cause I've also had, I've had games in those environments and within five to 10 minutes, it's like I jumped in a pool, like I'm oh. soaking wet in sweat. Um, whereas here, Phoenix, like, you're hot and you're overheating, but it's like cotton mouth, like dry mouth. You can't really spit. Um, so it's kind of getting your breathing down rather than
0: kind of like a hangover it, in the,
2: in the Miamis and, and the Houston's you're losing electrolytes. Like it's your job. So you're sweating everything out. Um, so I, I, I prefer the Phoenix heat. Um, but when teams come in here, especially in the summer they are they can't breathe. So we're flying around the field, just buzzing. Uh, Cause we're training in it in, and when we're, we're, we typically train like on a typical week, we would train around in the summer, about 9.00 AM. We'll, we'll be walking on the field. It's like 95, 98 degrees. We're walking wow. off. <laughs> we're walking off an hour later and it's 110, 112. The day continues and midsummer, midsummer by about 1.00 PM, it will be 118, 119 degrees. Yeah, You're not going like outside that, unless you absolutely have to.
1: Like that's just crazy to me, man. That's
0: just mm-hmm. crazy. Well, All right, let me ask you this. So, so Joe, I just recently in the last couple of years kind of I'm really into the Premier League now. I, mean, you know, I got, my, got my Arsenal shirt on here. There for it you. is. Everybody I tell them, like, I'm an Arsenal fan, they're like, I'm sorry to hear that. Kind of, kind of how, like, if I was to say I'm a Flyers fan, that they actually are very starting to see very <laughs> synonymous, you know, they they, mm-hmm. they they lose to bad teams, um, they, they they're inconsistent, uh, when they get a goal, they give it right back. Um, uh-huh. so please. Paint a, a rookie like me. Paint a picture of what I'm about to sign up for, and I'm, I'm all in for flyer analogies too. If you need them, okay. Um. So, what could
2: you uh, repeat just the the last part? What uh, What kind of analogies? I know I I'll, oh, I'll, so I was I'll, saying I'll, flyers. Really in it, but uh, who do you want to uh, European football or to?
0: Yeah. So I was saying, so for looking at Arsenal, like what are they, like from a Philadelphia uh, sports perspective, what are they like? Cause I feel like they're just an underachieving team. <laughs> they are, they are oh. um,
2: definitely. They, uh, I'm trying to think. It's, I would say they're similar to the Sixers in that they always have, oh, no. or not always because the Sixers for the last 15 years since AI have struggled. Um, but they have, like right now, they have the 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 load of Embiid, Simmons, Richardson, all that, and they have this talent. And a lot of it is like not not necessarily chemistry with Arsenal. They 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 look beautiful when they're playing. Like their styles is great. They're 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 keeping the ball. They're knocking the ball around, and it looks like beautiful football. But they aren't catching the breaks. They're not scoring goals. They're kind of just doing too much with it. And trying to be a little bit like the Flyers, huh? Kind of like in in the Sixers fourth quarter, rather than having Joel Embiid just get on the low block and feeding him until they foul him or he scores, we run plays with Joel Embiid on the top of the key, not in the paint. And he tries to dribble and and do a little too much, look a little too cute, (laughs) and we don't convert. Bucket. Oh, this is horrible. Arsenal would be.
1: (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) <laughs> you you just you just some type of
2: I no, you popped some type of vessel there. I'm not too sure. It was. That, was
0: that was real though. I Joe, I needed to hear that. So now I can <laughs> I can at least go out there and realize that my team's the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Can we are can we talk about them for a second? we've teased enough of that, and I know you don't have a whole lot more time. So he's what are you, let's just I'll back it up before I get my emotion involved here, Joe. What's your what are your thoughts on Brett Brown? Brett Brown.
2: I think he was good for the process. I don't think he's a championship-winning coach. And I think that's been the problem there for the we last go. few years. That's, I think he, he was great is, in, in, the, in the development of Embiid and Simmons early. But when it comes to late game management in particular, he's just not – I don't think he's cut yeah. for the, the championship cloth.
1: That is the podcast's exact thoughts on, on the creed. match. <laughs> it's like a creed. It's um, like a living room's yeah, creed.
2: So. Yeah. I, I love he he's definitely a player's coach. He he kinda lets the boys go out there, but like in the fourth, quarter man, in the fourth quarter, man, you need to draw up a play that's not an alley oop. Draw oh, up yeah. something that, that is a certain good look. Get Embiid in the low block or or an open shot for like from that. There there's no sense in having Embiid out of the paint in the fourth quarter, in my opinion. They don't have an um, identity.
0: No. Exactly. who are they? I mean i it, it will. Right, hold on, hold on, say, Chad. I'm going to throw you under the bus here for a second. So, Joe, right. Chad, Chad was very concerned. Uh, we do this thing called clickbait cleanup, and okay. so, like normally on our show, right, where we'll bring up an article we read or something, right. So, Chad was very concerned though. In this whole segment, we, somehow we got on the topic of the NBA teams. Some could go back to their facilities, and some couldn't. And Chad was very concerned. Uh, first of all, you you did mention indeed. But he was really concerned that Ben Simmons can't get in there and start working on that jump shot, you know, that he never ever 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 takes. <laughs> so, you know, you know. Thoughts on that. Um, <laughs> if I was the coach of the
2: Sixers and the season was going on like it was, I would say Ben Simmons, if you don't take one jump shot a quarter, you're not playing the game. I would take him out and, what? and say, part of my part of my language, fuck it. Ben Simmons no, if you're you not it shipping, for this. <laughs> if you're not taking a jumper one once a quarter once a half whatever whatever it is you're not playing you're sitting I, because it just it shrinks the floor so much people can just sit off and be because Ben Simmons they don't have to guard him unless he's 8 feet from
1: the bucket and that's so true and and but see Brett Kind of tiptoed around that point. He came out to the media saying that you know he did tell he did tell Ben to shoot, and he said, "You know that I can bench you, right? Like, don't come at it." And that then way. he never
2: he never yeah, ex- followed
1: through. He no, exactly. Have accountability don't to follow through. Don't don't say you know I can because like yeah we you're the coach. Everyone knows you can bench him. Like just do it. Yep. 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 Absolutely. And, and Joe, when he said that, like the whole
0: thing with this comment that came out with the coronavirus, where, where Simmons said that you know how, yeah, it does, he does think about how the fans are concerned about it. it. To me, it's like being able to write your name on a piece of paper. I'm not saying, like, you need to be a writer to do it, but it's it's it, you need to have it in your repertoire, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Having your locker just expands the horizons
2: of, of your game. So he needs to be able to have the confidence that even if he's missing it, he's still pulling it because then the defender has to put a hand in his face. And if he puts a hand in the face one time, the next time he, he hits a little pump fake and dribbles right by him. So once he starts making one or two, people are gonna to have to close him out, and then then he can play his game. That's his game: get into the bucket. But you can't get to the bucket if people are waiting for you at the bucket. Yep, exactly.
1: This exactly. Is gospel. Yeah, gospel according to Joe. Absolutely. <laughs> I so let's, see, let's Absolutely. Let's see you go two for two with me here. What what, are you, what were your thoughts on the draft? Switching to the birds. Ah, uh, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Um,
2: I, I love Jalen, I love Jalen Hearns as a player. I love him as a winner. I think he's a great competitor. But why get rid of Nick Foles to make it Carson Wentz, your, your, your stud quarterback, pay him millions of dollars just to draft a quarterback in the second round? The kid's a winner. He Emotionally, he can handle anything. So he, if he's a backup, he's a backup. But still, yeah, you, have yeah, to, huh? you have to get, get him more skill pieces. All they did was get him speed. Speed's great. Speed's great. But he needs skill with that speed. That was the I mean, Carson Wentz has struggled because he hasn't had the skill around him over the last few years. Alshon Jeffrey has been great, but they I feel I feel like him, him and Carson kind of go in and out. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Ertz is a great weapon. I think Goddard's a great weapon. We need more. Yeah, you're right. We need, we need more. We need more. Sanders is coming to his own, but like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about the. You're gonna, you're gonna hate me for this,
1: but the Cowboys' offense at this. Moment. Oh no, I know We, we, we it scared. We discussed me. that. We understand. Yeah. We know what's coming. We know what's C- coming. C- for. CD is a threat. He's yeah. going to be
2: a stud in the NFL. Oh. Dare I compare him to like a young Julio? Oh
1: boy, I don't need that. God. The Eagles I can't just bought more melatonin if all oh, yeah. the people can't can't especially yeah. in the secondary. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: that's what I was hoping that we we
2: adjusted, especially with um we just let didn't we just let Malcolm Jenkins essentially uh-huh. walk? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I need, we needed some, we needed a another big, even if it was a rookie, a big name in the secondary, whether it's safety,
1: cornerback, or something. So I was oh. hoping that they So Kayvon looks pretty good. Okay. He's uh, he's the go Clemson. on. Tell me
2: more. Tell me more.
1: Clemson safety. Uh, he he actually had the highest grade in tackle. the whole. You gotta do the whole the voice, safeties. Chad. Uh, I'm not <laughs> going. Uh, I, I I did. We did a a mock draft, and I, I acted like Kuiper throughout the whole thing. So that's that's where he yeah. was going with that. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, dude, like he's uh, he was the highest graded tackler in in the in the draft at at the safety position. Um, I think he was highest in coverage as well he's just a little bit slower than, the, than a little bit slower, a little bit smaller than the other guys. Yeah. We'll see.
2: I mean, if we can figure out our secondary, I think Carson's going to not, well, I think Carson's weapons are going to have a better year because you can't get much worse. Yeah, um, exactly. You can't get much worse than last year. So they'll have a better year. We'll see. We'll see what the speed can, can kind of do for us um, stretching the field wise. Cause hopefully that opens more lanes for Ertz and, and Alshon and, and Goddard. Um, right. But I'm confident in our offense, our defense. We'll, we'll have to, we'll have to see our, our, our front line is all has, has been good the last several years. So I'm not too concerned about that. It's, it's going to be the secondary that we'll have to see if, if shape, if they shape up or not.
1: For sure. And we'll, uh, so we got, I got one more question from the chat. Then we'll let you run. All right. Let's do so. it. So, RB or R Bradley 43 says Joe played Joe said he played uh ball in high school. What was this game like and did he play with Jordan Reed?
2: Yeah, me and Jordan uh we played WRA we played uh middle school ball and then I uh my first year I was on the freshman team, second year I was, I was on JV and then the last two years I uh that's kind of when I grew just to be six to actually my like junior junior into senior year summer but at that point I kind of stopped and focused on 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 soccer and soccer kind of took over um but I was a point guard I was about five seven like built like a twig but uh but I could get to the rim and, and I can create uh I wasn't I wasn't a, a great shooter um but I I definitely had a good job. I was I was a slasher, so I can get to the rim and create for others. I was a point guard. I, I could handle. I was, um, but I was kind of more your scrappy T.J. McConnell type than uh, <laughs> than anything too flashy. Um, but I would I would attribute so soccer. I, one of my strongest abilities is my aerial game. So being strong with my headers and and being kind of like a physical presence in the air. Uh, And I I can honestly attribute a lot of that to my cross sport training growing up, Um, playing basketball, getting rebounds and and just seeing where the ball bounces has allowed me to kind of manipulate that and implement that in my soccer game, which is essentially playing defense in front of our own goal or scoring when when, when we're in the other teams like 18. I'm not real too in, in soccer. I'm not too flashy within middle of the field, but get me in front of either goal. And that's when I caused problems. Um, I can attribute that to, to my ability to rebound and kind of hustle in basketball. I learned a lot from that, and I kind of implemented it to my soccer game, and was able
0: to to make make a little career out of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe! We love, well, well, Joe, thanks so much for for jumping on with us and making some time with, with some of those East Coasters back here in the in the two one five and the six one oh. We we love having you. And we'd love to have you back Absolutely. anytime. Next time we're doing dollar beers out there in Phoenix. Absolutely. Joe Farrell, everybody. Let's do, I'm it. Let's do it. I'm 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 game. I'm on board. <laughs> I love it. Talk to you later, Joe.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Yeah,
0: anytime. That was great. That was awesome. I I you know it's funny. I just I I can't get over what it's like, right? Like Chad. You, I mean, you, you think about just like playing an environment like that. We talked about, like, the one thing I kept thinking about was this 15 foot fences. Like, we don't have those in America. <laughs> that's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. That's, that's like one of those things that you hear in soccer and you're just like, well, I don't know anyone that's ever going to play over there. So, like, whatever. Right. But now we we actually knew someone that was oh, part of that yeah. environment. Wait, can uh, we talk about this? By
0: the way, first of all, our Bradley 43 and, and all the chat, uh, G McCrone, uh, Z Man 193. To Zach, I'm just going to say Zach, right? I mean, no, no, no. But right now, but I mean, and, and uh, JT Chris, I mean, these are some great questions. And, and it was, were, I mean, Joe was an awesome guest, too. I mean, that was, that was awesome. Just hearing that insight. And, and it was funny. So I, I did cut it up for us. Um, I figured if we chit-chat a little bit. Remember how we were talking about that goal? I have it with
1: the audio. Should we play oh, that? Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the
0: goal. goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, let's do it here. I'll play it on the, right the now. viewers
1: need that. They you know, you know,
0: I I chad, I I agree. They need this in their life. Here I'm gonna play it for them right now.
1: El centro hacia el área
0: I love the part where like he said he did the celebration. Cause I noticed that he did the little, you know, the little this thing, you know. And all the while, I thought he was just doing something for you guys, a baseball code or something, right? The LaSalle baseball code. Uh, no, no. Uh, it turned out to be something no, a, lot, a lot more meaningful. That's
1: Drogba's celebra- – you didn't know that was Drogba's celly?
0: Well, not until he told
1: us in the interview, no. Yeah. yeah I'm still no trying doubt. to get
0: past the part where Arsenal's the Sixers, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like,
1: that's – how am I supposed to go to bed knowing that? Like, that's not fun. I don't know, but just – so, I mean, obviously, Drogba isn't on, like, the, the Ronaldo uh, level, but just, like – because that's the only other guy that i really know that has like their own dance or celebration i should say right um just imagine like scoring a goal and then just being right in front of that guy and doing his celebration like come on no that that's, is dude,
0: insane that's like me playing quarterback and rogers be on the side of me just pointing like moving up the field like yeah. as we're like yeah i mean come on like that's I tried to get. I was trying to squeeze a squeeze a. Can you tell me that everything's gonna be okay with Jordan Love thing? Even in this interview, did you hear that one part. I was like, spin." Just I was like, "I'm just gonna let this go." <laughs> that's a bad. That's that's called being a bad host, right there. Just trying to slide in some. You know, when you're an insecure Packers, fan, you know, just slide that question in there. Yeah. No. <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, at that point we needed like someone just to mute me and just play the go like thing over <laughs> me. Like, you know. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should do in the show. Like kind of how um part in the or not pardon the interruption, around the horn on ESPN, how they have like a little little mute button. It will do that.
1: Little goal button. Just anytime someone just starts being ridiculous, you just cover their mouth with that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, go. It. I yeah. like it.
0: Yeah. I love the passion. And I thought my third down Snapchats were a little eventful. That's that's a whole nother level. We need more passion. I need more passion, Vincent. That guy had all of it. He had exactly what that director and entrepreneur was looking for. You know, yes. like, if, call my wife. <laughs> Tell her I love her. <laughs> I don't see it. I just need to see it. Um, you know, it's funny. I was actually, I need to start a new show, by the way. Like a new comedy. It's something going to make me laugh. Obviously, I mean, I, I, I don't, like, I don't I have a comedy, comedy,
1: but I don't have a comedy for you. I just have All-American, dude. You got to watch that. Oh, that's right. I need a good football show. That'd yeah, be fun. It's, it's
0: nice, man. I like it a lot. See, Zach's wrong. He's saying Parks and Rec. That's not the correct answer. Because, because <sighs> I'll tell you what, Zach. I see why. I need you to be on the show for this. Because now I'm going to lose it a little bit. Um, that's that's literally just the poor man's office. That's all that is. I'll die on that hill, Chad. What do you think? I never liked Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. I concur. Yeah, there we go. See, there we go. Look at that. I guess we don't. I don't have to over-read. It is. It
1: is literally the same exact humor. Bradley like, got it. Office the goat. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. you watch. You watch the Office for so long, and you just like that. That cast is who. Like that's why the jokes are funny to me. Right? Is almost the cast. Oh point. yeah. Like hearing that humor from people that I don't really think are as funny just doesn't do it for me. I know what you mean. I know
0: what you mean. It's it's it's. It's just like having a steak that's that's well done instead of, you know, medium rare, like how you'd like it.
1: Sure. So it's and, still and, steak,
0: like you you can, if, you can make do, but it's like you're the whole time you're just like this isn't as good as what I would have wanted.
1: Like if we were flip-flopped, if we were flip-flopped on like who started first, I'd probably I probably would have liked the Parks and Rec team better than the office, but like the office was there. I watched yeah. it first. I saw them go through it. I saw the entire thing over I don't know. Three, I hate four the times. crew
0: that tries to tell me that if I watch The Office, I wouldn't like. I like that this is a different experience. I'm like, please, like, no. You I don't took, think, I mean, you cheated off our answers. Like, come on, like, stop. <laughs> and did you know? Fun fact: Actually, Parks and Rec was originally supposed to be a spinoff of The Office, but then kind of how everything shook out. Amy Poehler, they got her involved, and in, like everything, it, it spun into what it was. But uh, yeah, it's a fun little fact for us. So, all right, let me ask you. So, you. Usually, we got Zach to take us out. If he's got anything on the chat to take us out, we'll, we'll read it out for him. Uh, but you got anything while while, while we're, we're we're marinating that?
1: Ah, uh, so uh, just going off my you know daily snaps. Uh, how many days without sports? So I'm getting kind of confused now on what to do here with my over unders because we have all these leagues telling us that it looks like we might be starting back up, and then we had Mister Good Old Doctor Fauci yesterday tell us that he switched his opinion. He said. That we're going to go from having probably having sports this year to we might not have sports this year. What's Fauci doing to us, Kieran? Well, I don't know. I didn't talk to him, but I would I would maybe <laughs> say that
0: maybe, maybe I mean I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I'm at a point right now, right where it's to me. Well, first of all, if you're joking around saying if you're making a line, I would say you got to pull it right now. This is where it'd be an offline, like because you don't know <laughs> what to do. Like it's an offline. Everyone's like trying to bet on like Chad's over under. It's like it's not there. It's offline. It's you know he's still pulling it you know, but. I don't yep. know. It's t- I'm just trying to take it one day at a time and just hope we get a little bit more good news. You know what we can do? We can bet on the ponies, I heard. This weekend, we can get our FanDuel apps out again. They have all our money sitting there. It's just been waiting there for us to use.
1: We can throw like I'm 10 also, cents bets on horses. That'd be fun. I'm also playing golf Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So if you guys just want to bet on if I'm going to shoot over or under like a 95 all three days, that can be there for you. I'll probably you. lay that over. <laughs> and, and Zach's
0: recommendation was to stay off the electronic casinos. That's a, that's a, that's a really good.
1: Yeah, it's a good idea. You can never you can never venture into that land. We've all been there. That's like going to Skid Row and like spending the night. Like, good luck. It's like good. No, no, you don't you don't go there.
0: Um, but no, this is a great show, right? And, and and this was so much fun. Chat, obviously, thank you so much for setting up everything with Joe. And Joe was fantastic. We're gonna I really want to do the whole do- We're doing the whole field trip with the dollar beers and the and the haircuts and the whole get-oh, yeah, we're doing the whole thing, the whole Phoenix yeah, experience. Well, now we need him to stay there for a couple more years so we can get out there. Oh, our Bradley forty three just pointed out that Korean baseball starts on DraftKings on Monday. Can't wait! Let's it looks go. Like
1: I, it looks like I need to make a DraftKings account. We should maybe, you know, what we you should know, maybe do. FanDuel's been terrible throughout this process. I know, I know, I know. I've just been kind of sitting
0: there wondering. Um, oh wow, well, Demers has hammered the over on your drives, by the way, Chad, it, and the fade on the putts.
1: I think I think that's opposite, Danny. My drives literally don't go that far because of how much slice I have and I'm actually pretty good at putting. So yeah, I think I should, I, be able, just, I should be able to bomb the drive. I just, I, I can't cause of how much slice
0: you want to see a harsh, you know, we should do, we should do like a, a sidetrack invitational. where like, we all like live stream golfing or something like that. I'd have That'd to mark fun. that mature just because my temper with that, oh, that seven iron, <laughs> the pitching wedge, it's a horror show. <laughs> you kidding yeah. me? Remember the haunting on Hill House? It's more, like if- the haunting on Broad Hill. Like,
1: <laughs> I don't know if I've asked this before. Do you play golf lefty or righty?
0: I'm, I, I'm a freak. I am. I'm a 6'7 lefty. Yeah, I know you're a in, lefty. So I do not know if you play golf my-
1: lefty too. Because yeah, a, wa- a lot of lefties play golf righty for some reason.
0: I wish I did. I suck. <laughs> yeah. I'm not good. <laughs> it's hard to find those clubs, man. I know I I, I paid I paid I paid I paid to make sure that when I hit the ball in the woods I made sure I spent the money to hit that ball in the woods you know that's that's because that's really what it's all about right you know
1: yeah and then just I guess one more thing here uh if anyone uh doesn't know this um I've already hammered Kieran for being six foot seven lefty and not playing baseball uh throughout high school and college so he's already been hammered he he had he had God's gift he had it six foot seven lefty all you have to do is throw the ball over the plate, and you're a pitcher in probably What's Division One baseball.
0: All right, also, I'm trying to I'm trying to spin it around here with some positive <laughs> vibes here. Let me. All right, you know what? And if you, if you want, yeah, and I have probably what if I went that path, I'd have probably 80, 100 billion more followers than I do now. But let's let's try to get some more followers on our on our sidetrack thing. Those so, right. Follow <laughs> us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore get sidetracked. Um, for anyone watching us on Twitch right now, you obviously know where we're at. But if you're watching us on the website and for whatever reason you can't uh you can always use the twitch app too and watch us uh, our channel is get underscore sidetracked and like i said if you're watching us on twitch other way around and more importantly check us out on our website at www.get-sidetracked.com uh and check out some really cool articles especially the ones that zach's put together um there's been some really great stuff so yeah absolutely check it out uh and also before i forget to plug it spotify and itunes if you can't watch us live you can always check us out there as
1: well so this is a lot of fun i I learned a lot too
0: educational Thursday
1: we we knew coming into this that we would um and like I said man like it's we had so many questions lined up that he would we would ask one and he'd he'd answer 20 of them so it was was great so great
0: it was so great those are the best interviews too yep awesome awesome we want to thank everyone for listening so we'll be back on the air on Monday you know it's funny so all right so we pulled when we did our quarantine schedule we pulled the Saturday show just stay tuned. That, that's why, you know, if anything, that's important. I'll even pull up our social media one more time for everyone to give us a follow because, you know, I feel like sometimes, especially, you know, in the quarantine weekends and, you know, you're sitting around, hanging around the house in the living room, uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes we just do a surprise stream. So uh, just make sure you stay in tune with us right now um, on social media and everything on Twitch as well uh, to make sure you're up to date with everything going on. And we have our schedule right here on our channel as well. But uh, for the good of the order, we'll see everyone on Monday at 7 o'clock. Chad, you got anything else to give them? Cheers. Cheers. Have a great weekend, everybody.